Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Second Corinthians 13.5 says this, Examine yourselves to see whether you be in the faith or not. So we've, we've said before that if God's asking us to do a self-examination on our faith, then we have to be able to define faith. We have to be able to locate faith. It's not a mystery as many would tr- try to convince us it is. All right? It's just a matter of understanding what faith is and then going and checking up on yourselves. You're gonna, you're gonna, if you're going to live by faith, then you're going to have to have these times where you're going to check up on yourselves. Amen. Because if you're not ever checking up, then, you, then you're going to find yourself, you're going to be lacking, you're going to be drawing back, you're going to be, uh, you're, you're just not, you're just not going to be, you know, working your faith as you should. And so, um, you know, we're always, you know, if you're, you're, uh, purposely doing faith, which you, I, that's the only way I know to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm purposely got my faith on things. I'm purposely believing for this church. I'm purposely believing for our, our lives. I'm purposely believing for healing. I'm purposely believing for all of these things. And therefore, as I'm doing that, I'm constantly make, I'm fine-tuning my faith. The Lord's showing me to, you know, quit this or start saying this or, hey, you know, you're not really, you know, pushing, you're not really believing here. And so I'm always making changes. Amen. Because that's what I've got. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm purposely walking into it. And so I have to examine myself. Um, over the years, you know, in, in teaching on this and talking about faith, um, <clears throat> I've never, I, I'm hardly... If, if you don't understand what faith is, then they're gonna, you're going to feel like you're lacking in faith, or you have no faith, or you're, you're not very uh, effective with your faith. You're, you know, I've never had the, I never hear the devil encouraging, man, you've got great faith. <laughs> it's always the opposite that we're struggling with. The mountain's too big. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what opposition you have. It always seems too big or too large for you, and it's really just because we're not, you know, we're not um, understanding what faith is. And so, I want to look at some scriptures this morning. Then I got one specific thing we're going to look at, but over. Uh, you don't have to turn there, Sharon. I'm just going to give you the scriptures for it. But in Matthew 8, is 5 through 13, uh, this is the story of the centurion soldier. Remember, and his, um, one of his people was sick. And anyway, he goes to the Lord and, and asks him to come and heal his uh, servant. And the, Lord, and the Lord started going. And he said, no, wait a minute, you're not worthy to come. Or he said, I'm not worthy to have you to come under my roof. And anyway, he says, just speak the word only. Well, anyways, then Jesus replied, he says, I'm not found such great faith, no, not even in Israel. So, my point being here, here we have a soldier, which is over a hundred men, that's what Centurion was talking about, and 
here he is. He's not a Bible scholar. He's not someone that, you know, maybe went to the synagogue regularly, or if he did, but yet he knew that Jesus walked in authority, had heard about him, and he went and uh, petitioned him, and he got a servant healed, and Jesus turned to him and said, I've not found such great faith, no, not even in Israel, where it should have been found. So we don't have, so this person is not a regular churchgoer, probably, like you are, who's heard word like you have, and you know, and is set under the teaching and, under, and heard faith for much of your life. And here he is, he's, he's being commended, he has great faith. Well, that ought to bother us. Because we, because if, if I hadn't talked to you right up to this point and we had just casually talked and I just said, hey, how's your faith? I would have got all kinds of answers from you. And depending on what you're, what's going on in your life right now, would have probably depended on what you're, you would have replied about how your faith is doing. You know, Kathy would have probably said, Woo, I got good faith. Why? Well, she has had a good victory. There it was, all of her debt, her husband's debt. But then you got someone else that's struggling with bills. And you talk, well, we're really, my faith is really waning right now. So what my point is, are everyone's, everyone would try to, you know, in different places, but most of the time, everyone's faith is going to be low that you're going to get a response back from. But here we have a soldier that doesn't know any, any you know, 75% of what you know. And yet Jesus commended him and said, you have great faith. Then we have over in Matthew 15, the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter had a devil. And then she goes, well, from all my account, I can't really see where she was walking in any great revelation that she had. I mean, she was just, she was reaching for anything and everything that she could, and she kept getting shut down and shut down. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jesus looks over to her, and, you know, the last thing was said that, well, the, the healing, healing is for the children, healing bread's for the children. And then she said, well, uh, well even the dogs eat the crumbs, and he turned and he said, go your way, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Here, we, here again we see Jesus commending someone who is not really walking with him, but was drawn to him, and again was going and just, you know, every way she could to get his attention and we just wouldn't, her persistency and would not stop. And finally, Jesus said, great is your faith. So there's two. And if you go look at some more and you see where their faith was, again, they're really, they're, they're not Bible scholars. They're not really churchgoers. They don't have, they didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have revelation like you have it. And yet, 
Here they are, their faith is working for them. So why isn't our faith working for us all the time? Why are we feel like we're always lacking? Why do we feel like we're always insufficient? Are you here? <laughs> Matthew 17, Jesus said this. Well, no, let me go back here first. 2 Thessalonians 1.3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all towards each other abounds. Aboundeth. So here he says that your faith groweth exceedingly. So what does that mean? Your faith is growing exceedingly. He was saying this to the he was saying this to the church, to the believers there. Your faith has been growing. Well, so our faith should be growing. I mean, your faith this year should be greater than your faith last year. Right? I mean, we should be going up instead of down. So, but you can't, you can't measure that by circumstances. That's what I'm, we're going to be looking at. Then in Matthew 17, Jesus said this, because of, he goes, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Everyone say mustard seed. Well, surely you got that much faith, don't you? Say, I got mustard seed faith. I think he just said that to just show you that you can have the smallest amount. And he said, you can say to the mountain, remove hence she yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So if you think it's a, if you're, if you're trying to look at some great faith as being some power that you have inherited that finally you're going to be able to speak and all of a sudden the earth is going to shake and the mountains are going to move. Well, see, you're wrong because Jesus said if you had faith just as a mustard seed. So evidently, we're not quite sure what faith is sometimes. Because we're, cause I hear Christians all the time talking about I've got to build my faith. Build and build and build. Why? Because the mountain is huge and huge and huge. And Jesus said, no, not true. He said, if you have a seed, as a, if you have faith as a seed of a mustard seed, it'll move that mountain. It'll move. Amen. How many want to see some mountains move? So let me give you a real, this is my definition of what faith is. This is just two, two things. It's pretty simple. If you go look up in Strong Concordance, you'll see this. But number one, faith is a strong persuasion. And number two, it's a belief. Well, obviously, your beliefs and your persuasions are going to come from the Word of God. Amen? <clears throat> you know, um, over the years, and I'd said it, and I've heard others said it, and I understand what they're saying, but if you, if any time that you don't have any definite uh, uh, settings or standards from the Word of God, then you give a lot of leadway for a lot of interjection, you know, of, well, it, just we come away and it's like we never quite arrive to a place. Let me give you an example. Um, I used to say, too, well, you'll know that you know that you know. 
And when you know that you know that you know, then you're ready, you have faith. Well, it sounds real good. But you know, the devil, he's always there too. And he's always telling you, yeah, you do know, but you don't know that you know. And you can't really help anyone define when you'll arrive to that because it's just, you'll know, right? And it's like, well, that may be easy for you, but how do you know that you know? How are you sure that you know? You know. And, it just, and, and it's always a gray area. It's always a place where you're not sure you're right. And I promise you the devil will always help you to know you'll ne- you haven't arrived yet. You've done, you've done pretty good, but you're not quite there yet. And if you're feeling that, or if you have that hesitancy about you uh, doing, doing that, then your faith, you're going to waver in your faith. Remember, Jesus said, if you had faith as a seed, as a mustard seed. So it's, evidently, it's not what we're, we're thinking that it is. And it's not. Amen. It's, it's a belief. It's, it's adhering to a belief. It's hanging on to a belief of the Word of God that God has spoken to you. And as God speaks to you, whatever he speaks to you, and you receive that, you now have faith. And that faith right there will move the mountain. Amen? It will. That's how simple it is. Glory to God. It can be one word. And, you've, and you know that, that, that God spoke that through prayer, or, you, or it came through the word here. And, and if you'll hang on to that, you know, like the Lord said to us, when this is what we're believing, he said, I believe he said to us, you know, I'll catch you up. I'll catch you up. Four words. Well, that's what we've been, that's what we've been standing on. That's what we've been speaking and saying. He said he'll catch us up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we've cast our care over him because why? He said he'll catch us up. And so I'm meditating on that. I'm thinking about that all the time. Hallelujah. He'll catch me up. He's going to catch us up. Well, see, that's my faith. That's my faith in action, what I'm saying. I don't have to tell everybody or say it to everybody, but I do have to preach it to me. I do have to keep it in me alive. All right? So, So your faith is just merely the Word of God. So if you're going to grow in faith, then... You're going to be growing in God's knowledge of his word, what he said about your situation, your circumstances, what he has said in general through the word. As you're gaining revelation of the word, your faith is growing. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come because we come up and lay hands on someone. Be, have more faith. No, if you, have, if you want more faith, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to spend time with God in his word and in prayer. <laughs> Amen. And again, it's once you have the understanding of that and that you act on it. All right, you're going to have to take the next step is acting, saying it. Amen. Doing it. All right, it's too many times we call what they call mental assent. You know, we sit here and we hear it and something strikes our spirit that, you know, the Lord said do this. That's faith to do it then. 
I don't, I don't know how many times I'll come in, in here and you all will come up. Well, the Lord spoke to me about this or the Lord said this to me. Well, then now you have faith to move. You have faith to do that. There's nothing else you need. You don't need anything else. Amen. You need to just act on what he said. And as you'll just take a step, glory to God in faith, thanking him for it, believing him for it, speaking over it, glory to God, then you're going to begin to see things happen. But if, if all you're going to say is that the Lord said, and then you don't take that and begin making your words line up to that, thinking that way, oh, well, it's easy for you. It ain't easy for me to just do that when everything else is saying otherwise. It's not easy all the time when you're looking, when we see the negative up there. I've got to just, I've got to keep saying, no, the Lord said he'll catch us up. Are you hearing? Amen. I can't let go of that. You can't let go of his word. So let's go over to Matthew 14. Matthew 14, verse 22. And I want to just spend just a few minutes here talking about little faith versus big faith. Because again, you say, you ask people, how's your faith? And if, is it small or is it big? You're going to have probably 90% of the people, if, you, if they're not knowing what you're going for, they're going to, try, they're going to tell you it's small faith. Because if I say I had large faith, I'd be boasting, I'd be in pride. That's what they think. Matthew 15. Say, I'm going to get it today. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's start in verse 22. <clears throat> and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him and to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when in the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Well, we don't have no problem with Jesus walking on the water, do we? We believe he could do it, and he did. He showed us he could. Verse 28, then Peter answered. I like Peter. Peter answered him and said, Lord, he said, if that's you, bid me come unto thee on the water. So he's just itching. He said, if that's you, I want to walk out there too. And notice what he said. Everyone say what Jesus said. Come, come. Now listen, that's just one word. One word. And he said to him, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he, so Jesus just gave him something, just gave him faith to do this in that word. And he said, come, 
Hallelujah. You know, well, we can walk on water. You can walk on water, and you may need to someday. And if it is, then you better have the come. You need to hear the come. You need to hear his word. So he said, come. And so when Peter was come down out of the water, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He walked on the water. Now I know we've got the pictures, you know, of Peter sinking and Jesus going over with his hand like this to help him up out of the water. And, but the fact of it is, the man did walk on water. And I don't care if it was one step, two step. I don't care if he was there for five seconds. That's still a miracle. Amen? That's still a miracle. I've tried it, and it's, I still haven't been able to stand up. And so he said, he told him to come. He walked on water. So there was a power that was beyond this world working to sustain Peter above the water. Amen? There was a power. Glory to God that he had walked in. And so when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto them, O ye of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? So we, so we see Peter. So here he is. He gets, he's out on the ship. He walks on the water. And he, so maybe he walks, I don't know, let's just say this many steps. And then all of a sudden he begins to sink. And he begins to cry out for help. And Jesus goes over, gets hold of him, picks him up, saves him. And then the thing is, they walk back. <laughs> and then he, then he reprimands him. He doesn't commend him. He reprimands him. And he says, oh, you of little faith. Now, if it had been any one of us today, then the word had got out that we had walked on water, then you would have had a church full of people wanting to come to hear about this great power that was in demonstration, this great feat that you just done. Amen? Let's take Angie. Let's let Angie walk on the water a little bit. Hallelujah. She'll, you know, she'll, she'll be a circuit preacher overnight. Going around, giving her testimony how the power of God came around and she walked on the water. Amen. But notice, Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. So, my thinking was, then, then, where well, I was confused because if that was the case, I would have said, man, Angie had great faith. For her to do that, whew, that's great faith. And we'd want to talk to her. Angie, how'd you do that? Tell us what you've been doing. Have you been praying more? You've been reading more? What have you been doing? You've been fasting? What, what's been going on? You, did you see Jesus? Are you seeing angels? What, what's happening? Because something's happening out of the ordinary to cause you to be able to walk on the water. But Jesus didn't. Jesus said, you're a little faither. And see, we would have we said, no, that's great faith, Jesus. That's great faith. There's not anyone else doing that besides you and, and Peter. But he says, that's little faith. So that got me thinking, too. I thought, well, wait a minute. I, don't, I guess I don't know the difference between little and great faith then. Because I, could have call, I would have called that great faith, even though he sank, or he sank, but yet still there was still some power being in demonstration. Still the glory of God was, was there. 
So let's look at a couple things here. One is, when he was walking on the water, then he did begin to sink. And we know why he began, because it says when he saw the wind boisterous, then he was afraid. So we see fear is a real enemy to faith. Amen? Fear can come, doesn't mean that you have to give in to it. It doesn't mean that you have to allow it to, to happen. And so, he, and you know, the thing is, why, why did he yield to the fear? Well, because he tried to understand what was going on. He started to see the wind, said the wind was boisterous, so the waves are beating against him. And it's just like you, when you start to have to, you know, there's times you're going to have to walk on the sea of life, whether you're going to have to walk across sea of infirmity, the sea of death, the sea of troubles, you know, to get to the other side. And you're going to need the power of God in demonstration. You're going to need that power of God to sustain you. And as you're walking across it, you're going to have all these winds. You're going to have all these, all these waves beating against you. And as you do, you're going to start, you're, you might get out there a couple of feet just like Peter did. And then all of a sudden, you're going to begin, wait, what am I doing out here? What am I thinking? I can't do this. There's no way this is going to happen. You try to understand it. And you get your eyes off of Jesus. You get your eyes off of that word. And then all of a sudden, you will begin to sink, just like he did. Amen. See, there are, going to be, there are going to be things that you and I are going to face. It's going to take the power of God to get us to the other side. That's why you need, to, you need to rejoice and be glad of the things you're going through right now because you're getting an opportunity to, to use your faith. Because there may be something larger and bigger that's going to come your way. Amen. You need to quit just looking to everything in the world and trying to get relief and get, get, and, and get the answer that way and start trusting God and His Word and start seeing God's power come to pass and delivering you. Amen? Amen. I'll say amen for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because that's what, that's what, is, that's what the, uh, James says. James says when you come up against a trial, when you come up against something in your life, then you're to count it all joy. Because now you get to prove your faith. Amen. And, and honestly, a lot of times what we're calling proving our faith is no more than just trusting God to help us do everything naturally and, and through the aid of the world. Are you here? There is a supernatural, and there is a deliverance, and there is a redemption, redeem for the, for the saints of God. Hallelujah. There is still miracles. There still, there still is divine healing. There still is that for us. Amen? But you may have to walk on the sea for a little bit. So Peter, here he is, he's walking on the sea, and all of a sudden he's doing pretty good, but then all of a sudden the, wave, the waves are splashing into his face, and he's beginning to think, what, what am I doing? There's no way I can be doing this. And he gets his eyes off of Jesus, or gets his eyes off of the Word. He begins to sink, and then all of a sudden Jesus comes, rescues him, hallelujah, and tells him he has little faith. Amen. So we see fear trying to creep in. We see fear trying to overcome. And it's the same thing that always comes against us. 
Amen is the fear. Well, what if it doesn't work? What am I going to do if I fail? What am I going to do? You know, if it, you know, all these doubts and all these things that bombard against us. Well, you're going to have to keep your focus on Him. You can only look. You can only look one way, and you're going to have to decide which way you're going to choose to look. Either you're going to keep your eyes fixed on the Word or you're going to keep your eyes fixed on circumstances. Either you're going to keep yourself spiritually minded or you're going to stay carnally minded. You're going to have to choose and you're going to have to make yourself stay in that place or in that frame of mind. Let me give you the key here. Here's what he's talking about on being of little faith. The key is in that word little. In that word little, if you look it up, just do some, you know, concordance and look up the Greek and stuff, it means short duration. That's all it means. Short duration. It's not talking about how big your faith is. It's talking about continuing in your believing, continuing along with what the word says. Not, not quitting, not stopping, not abandoning it. Short duration. So if, Jesus, if Peter had walked all the way to Jesus, then he would have said, great is your faith. That's the only difference. Both of them had demonstrations of the power of God in it. And what tells me is this. The moment we step out on the word of God, then God's power is right there to sustain us. It's there to sustain you. But you're going to have to stay with it. Are you listening? So what constitutes you having great faith? Going all the way to the end. That's all it is. Getting to the end. Everyone say getting to the end. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, you know, there's, don't look at your faith and think, well, I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like I'm ready or up to the, up to the challenge. No, do you have God's word? I got news for you. You're never going to fill up to it. You are never going to fill up to it. I mean, there's going to be days, man, you're going to, you know, come and get, you know, come to the worship and, and you get all pumped up and singing and stuff. And you'll, you know, man, I can take on anything. And then you go outside and something happens and knocks your feet out from under you. And you, there you are back on your butt again, and, and you're thinking, oh, I can't do this. You're never going to feel like it. I guarantee you, you'll never feel like it. But the feelings has nothing to do with it. It's taking God's word, standing and believing that word, and moving forward with it. I was listening to Brother Hagin the other day, and, and he said something that really caught my eye, or my eye, my attention. And he said this, he said about faith, he said, he said, people already come up about believing. You know, believe this, believe that, believe it. He said, he said, do away with that. He said, just act on the word. He said, just act on it. Again, you know, it's getting into that area. Well, what do you mean by believe? Just act on the word. Do it. Quit trying to, quit trying to analyze yourself. Amen. Just do what God said. Whatever he, whatever he spoke to you through the word, whatever he spoke to you through prayer, act on it. Amen. That's faith. 
All right, Romans 4 and we're done. So what is strong faith? Getting to the end. Amen? What is little faith? Stopping, quitting. Not going to the end. Wavering. Romans 4. Verse 20, <clears throat> he staggered not at the promise, speaking of Abraham, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, um, being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to also perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Did I skip something? He staggered not at the promises of God Verse 20, through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded what he had promised he was able also to perform. So again, he's looking at Abraham's faith, and here's something he says. He says, being strong in faith. Well, what's the definition here? Giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God promised he's able to perform. We'd go, to, we'd go into class at the Rhema, and Brother Hagin would preach something, preached on God meeting all your needs, you know, and you have 2,000 students in there, and they're all lifting their hands and worshiping God, and, and, and so we get ready to leave, and then he had asked this question. He said, how many of you have strong faith in here? Everyone's, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord, yeah, we got strong faith. And, you know, and, and all the students would leave, and then they'd go out there, and they'd start, you know, going to work, and, and, you know, going through all the, just life, you know, trying to pay their bills, trying to pay tuition, and they, they thought they would come back, man, I just don't know how we're going to make it. I just don't know how we're going to do it. And he said, I thought you said you had strong faith. Well, we do, we do, Brother Hagin, but the problem is, is though it's not working for us. Well, he would ask it, he'd say, how, he said, how many of you do believe, how many are persuaded that God will meet your needs? And everyone's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'd say, how many of you can praise God for that? Yes, we can. Let's lift up your hands and let's praise God for it. And then he'd look at you and he'd say, that's strong faith right there. That's strong faith. That's it. You got it. And then again, we go out, and then all of a sudden, you'd hear everybody talking about, man, I just don't got no faith. Man, I'm working on my faith. I'm trying to get my faith greater. I'm trying. No, strong faith is being able to be fully persuaded and praise God. See, your faith is there to get you through the problem. And see, we're trying to measure our faith because we have a problem. Quit measuring your faith that way. That's not the way you look at faith. You look at faith through the Word of God. Yes, I believe that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, I'm believing. You're going to meet all my needs. I'm believing you're going to make a way for me. I believe, glory to God, you're catching us up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm lifting my voice. I'm praising God. So I can look in the mirror and say, JC, you have strong faith. See, I'm the one that needs to be telling me anyways. I need to be preaching to me. I have strong faith. 
Glory to God. And not letting everything else dictate to me what my faith is. Let the word tell me what my faith is. And then I continue to walk on that water. Hallelujah. How many of you have strong faith? One, two. Hallelujah. Stand up. Hallelujah. Here's a good scripture. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me read you. Put that up on the Amplified. I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Say Christ empowers me. Now listen to this. You are ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses your inner strength into me. I, Paul says I, and we'll say we are, we are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Amen. So how, are you, how, do, you, how do you access that? How do you access that strength? Through faith. It's through faith. Hallelujah. And you believe that word. So this is what you would do. Lord, I want to thank you. Glory to God. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything. Or everything. Through him who infuses our inner strength. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, I'm praising him, thanking him. And see, that's the, that is right there what he calls strong faith. Amen. Say this. I have strength, I have strength for, all for all things in Christ, in Christ. This, week. this week. Thank you, Lord, for your strength, Thank you, Lord, for, your strength. for your might, for your might. That, infuses that infuses my inner man. For you empower me this week. Today, your strength energizes me. I am ready. I am ready for this week for anything and everything that comes my way. For your strength, your strength, your might is in me. It will, it will empower me. It strengthens me to overcome. Thank you, Lord, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your might. For it helps me to get up in the morning. It strengthens me to get ready in the morning. It strengthens me at my job, at my school. It strengthens me throughout the day. I am going to walk in the power the strength, the, strength the, might the might of God, of God this, week. this week. I'm doing it on purpose. I'm doing it on purpose. In, Jesus In Jesus' name. Lord, you told me, Lord, you told to, me be in you. to be strong in you and in your might. And, in your might. and so I now access it. So now I access By, faith. By faith, I believe, I believe it'll make a huge difference. I believe, I believe 
that I'll not get tired, I'll not get wore out, but that your strength and your might will pick me up. It'll keep me going all day. I don't need other supplements. I don't need other helps. For I've got the life of God and the strength of God working in me this week. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You said, let the weak say, I am strong. So I say it. I am strong. I'm going to watch my words this week. And I'm going to say all week. Starting in the morning. And at the noon time. And at the evening time. I am strong. Thank you, Lord, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Thank you, Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, I felt a quickening then. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, here's your project. This is your Holy Ghost project. Your faith project. Work on that scripture. Work on it. Whatever, you're, whatever you know is coming up to the, during the day, whatever you know you're going to be facing, and then things you don't know you're going to be facing. Hallelujah. Start off in the morning. Take that scripture. And just like, you know, interject to it. Add to it. Whatever you need. And just start. And because he tells us, he says, don't be strong in yourself, but be strong in the power of my might. Over in Ephesians. So if he tells us that, then it's got to be available for us. Amen. So let's do that this week. Amen. Amen. How many will do that this week?